a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Welcome back, everyone. This is Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you on a Tuesday here on Inside Sources. Hope you're having a fantastic day out there. Uh, as we continue on, we wanted to do a quick breakdown. We've had more polling come out as it relates to the uh, Democratic nomination for president to take on President Trump in 2020. And as we looked at how that is breaking down, there's some really interesting uh, trends to note. I mentioned earlier in the show that Kamala Harris is in a bit of a free fall. She is in a double-digit free fall since the first debate. So uh, as I mentioned, this is this is classic not being able to take a moment and transform it into a movement. It's always the test for candidates, especially presidential candidates. Because they only get so many moments along the way, a a state race or a Senate race or a governor's race, you get a a few more chances to uh, get that little momentum thing going. Uh, But but with these presidential candidates, they're so few and far between, especially with a very crowded field on the Democratic side. When you still have 20 plus candidates in the race and we're almost to Labor Day, it's it's really tough to get that breakout. So Kamala Harris had that moment during the first debate. She owned it. She was pre- prepped and ready. She delivered it. She knocked it out of the park, and then nothing happened. <laughs> she was not able to parlay that beyond some 24-hour news cycles and a little social media buzz and a little bit of fundraising, and then it's sort of been free fall. And the, the latest poll that has come out uh, shows her – uh, dropping all the way back down to a, a, around 5% in uh, in the poll. And that, that's just stunning to me. Uh, and to me, that's not just a candidate problem, although all things stop at the candidate's door. There's one name on the door. It is the candidate. The candidate is responsible for all of these things. But with Kamala Harris, it really makes me wonder what her her team, her campaign, what they're doing, how they're organized, where are they spending their money, and not just their money, where are they putting their attention and their time? That uh, that speaks volumes about any kind of uh, campaign, and I think the uh, the Harris campaign just has not known where to where to really put things down and to move them forward. So she's struggling there for sure, and. Uh, Former Vice President Joe Biden, it just continues to cruise along. Uh, He dropped just a a little bit, 29% now compared to 32% in late May. Um, Bounced back from his lowest, which was in uh, late June at 22%. And as I said, Kamala Harris is at 5% now. Uh, She was at 8% early on, 17% uh, in late June after the debate. 
And interestingly, Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren are the most stable of all the candidates, 15% and 14% respectively. So they're paying, they're kind of the uh, slow and steady wins the race. The challenge for both Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren is they are competing for the same people uh, for the uh, vast majority of, of their efforts. Uh, you, you wonder if they combined, uh, that gets you to 29% in a hurry. Uh, but they, they are kind of at that core, that uh, left side populism uh, that uh, that they're pushing, that has you know free education, free health care, uh, a lot of things. I think one uh, estimate yesterday uh, said that Elizabeth Warren's programs that she's proposed, and she does have a program for everything, uh, would cost over five trillion in new taxes, in new tax dollars. So there's some some things to be worked out there, and those will all get worked out as as they get into the fall, as they get to the next debate, and as the field starts to narrow a little bit. Uh, then that's when that's when things will start to get a little bit more interesting because the competition will get really sharp and really focused. The question for Elizabeth Warren is, she, can she appeal outside her base of the, the very white college-educated base, uh, or can she really dip into Bernie Sanders' space, which is, you know, a lot of those that are just on the real populist side uh, against big government, big business, the system is rigged, Um which is interesting because it echoes many of the things that President Trump was talking about in 2016 as well uh, from a completely different point of view, which is always interesting because in politics you do have this wraparound effect. And as it relates to populism in particularly, uh, I think that's uh, it's always interesting to see that space where you'll have someone like Bernie Sanders uh, on the same side as a President Trump on some issues and some things. So uh, that's always fascinating. Uh, I do want to play a, a quick bit of sound here from uh, Joe Biden has un, uh, unlocked and unleashed a new uh, set of advertisements, uh, really focusing where his message is going to be for the fall. And uh, he, he has some interesting tests ahead of him. Uh, the, the ad uh, that came out this morning, uh, it's entitled Bones. Bones is the name of the new ad for uh, the former vice president. And uh, take a listen to this first part. We have to beat Donald Trump. And all the polls agree Joe Biden is the strongest Democrat to do the job. No one is more qualified. For eight years, President Obama and Vice President Biden were an administration America could be proud of. Our allies could trust and our kids could look up to. Okay, so he's he's clearly... Uh, playing on the fact that uh, they think he's the strongest Democrat to do the job. No one's more qualified. Everything that he and uh, former President Barack Obama did together as an administration that gave kids something to look up to and aspire for, uh, all of those kinds of things uh, were the first part of the ad. Uh, but listen to the close. This is, uh, to me, this is the these are the money lines in any ad campaign. Uh, and this is how the former vice president closed out his latest ad. He'll restore the soul of a nation. Battered by an erratic, vicious, bullying president. Strong, steady, stable leadership. Biden, president. I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this message. All right. So that's the former vice president. Again, clearly going directly at the current occupant of the White House. And it's interesting to me that that what Biden is really saying is... Front end is all about aspiration. This is the kind of thing I can help inspire people to aspire for. And then the back half is sort of this negative, uh, 
uh, we've been battered by, you know, a bullying president and, and those things. Uh, if I were consulting this particular ad, I actually would have flipped the script there. I would have started with some of the more challenging pieces and, and ended on the more inspiring note uh, as opposed to this comparison. Because here's the, here's the thing about voters. Voters want to leave with a sense of what am I voting for? Not what am I voting against? Everybody, everybody knows Joe Biden is against President Trump. That's a, that is the no-brainer of all no-brainers. Everybody knows that. So ending on that, to me, is a, uh, a real miss in terms of impact and influence. Uh, you want to acknowledge some of the angst and the uncertainty in the nation. You always want to be able to highlight things that you know people struggle with, with your opposition. But you got to end on what you're for. You, you got to really drive through, this is what I'm about. This is what I'm going to do. Here's how the country's going to be better. Here's the difference it's going to make for you. That's the the real test there. So we'll be interesting to see what kind of reaction uh, the new ads from the former vice president get out there. The rest of the field is is really just kind of scrambling and, and moving along. Uh, it just still amazes me that someone like a Cory Booker gets zero traction out there in the real world. Uh, he's uh, if he is going to make a move between now and the end of September, I think Cory Booker has got to get his happy warrior face on because that is when he's at his best. Uh, you have people uh, like Mayor Buttigieg, who, again, had a moment, had a moment early on. Everyone thought, oh, this is it uh, and has been unable to parlay it. You uh, we talked uh, last week, we talked about uh, Beto O'Rourke and his reboot. And can he get back any kind of traction or any kind of momentum or message? And you've also got Kamala Harris, who is now looking at a major reboot of her campaign. So we'll continue to break that down. But we'll step aside for top of the hour news. When we come back, Naomi Watkins will join us. We'll talk about women who champion change in Utah. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson. And unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.